while we do have a roadmap and a grand strategy, right, you have to do it in bite-sized chunks. By not doing it in bite-sized chunks, by and it, you know, it doesn't mean you can't do several initiatives in parallel, but you can't do everything all at once because if you do, you are setting yourself up for failure. listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journey series, where James Robert uncovers and explores some of the industry's biggest digital marketing and sales stories of success. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to the 177th episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journey series and I'm excited to welcome Baron Conway to the show. Baron is SVP and head of digital and product management at New Vision Federal Credit Union. And today I look forward to diving into the progress that Baron has made along his own digital growth journey so that together through our discussion, we can educate empower, and really inspire you to keep moving forward and making progress along your own digital growth journey. Welcome to the show, Baron. It is so good to share time with you. You've got a great digital growth journey story. I'm wanting to dig in together with you. But first, as always, to open up on a positive note, what's going well for you personally or professionally? It's always your pick to get started. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me, James. This is uh, uh, you know an honor and a privilege. I'm very excited to be part of this, and so thank you for that. You know, that's a that's a great question. What's going on with me? Well, let, let's start with uh, the professional side of things, and we can touch on the personal as well. But professionally, uh, you know, as you know, I am working at New Vision Credit Union. Uh, I am the SVP of Digital and Product Management. And my, my focus, I've been there for about two years, coming up to two and a half years, and my, my focus over this time has really been about helping New Vision embrace digital transformation. And as you and I have sort of chatted about over, over time, you know, digital transformation is more than just about, you know, what do you do with a website? What do you do with an app? It's about how do you rethink your organization? How do you rethink and re-enable those capabilities uh, to deliver the right type of member experience, right? To deliver something that is, you know, truly of value to our members and of value to the organization. So, so really what I've been doing is working on creating a really comprehensive strategy uh, and a roadmap and then a, a deployment approach to so, so that we can realize that roadmap, right? Because as we all know, right, these large projects, whether it's digital transformation or any other sort of multi-phased, uh, multi-dimensional engagement or initiative, you know, they're complicated, they're, they're, the risk of failure is high. So it's really about a couple of things. How do we build a framework that, you know, is at, at, at trying to deliver success in bite-sized chunks so that we can always be moving forwards in a, in a productive and proactive manner. And also aligning ourselves that this is not a project. This is not really an initiative. This is a new way of existing, right? This yes. is not something that has a beginning, middle, and end. It's a continuum. And that, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know yet if some of these, these initiatives we have or some of these capabilities have a, a five-year life cycle or a three-year life cycle, but we're going to constantly revisit and re-enable and, and, and change what we're doing. So, so much of my focus over the last few years has been helping, helping us get to a place where, you know, we, 
we can truly be aligned in you know, what we're trying to accomplish for our members, what we're trying to accomplish for our, our team members, and actually deliver that type of value. Well, I like this idea. You are coming from New Vision. You're helping New Vision have a vision for mm-hmm. the future. And a lot of it does start with vision, helping others see what they might not be able to see, helping to provide them with clarity, maybe to even give them some hope. And what I want to do, I want to I want to go back in, in your mind here, hop into the DeLorean, if you will. We'll go back in time uh, yep. and maybe it will set the stage in just three years. We've had some conversations over the years about just your journey. Uh, go back three years. The world really was a different place at that time, uh, pre-COVID. What did digital, the conversation around digital, digital growth, digital transformation, where were you at that time? Can, can you set the stage there and we'll work from that point in time and kind of move up to where we're at today? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of interesting because, you know, as you know, I don't come from a credit union or yep. banking background. While I started my career, you know, many, many years ago in, in banking and investment banking, since then I was out of it and I've, you know, worked across a variety of different industries, you know, most of the time, you know, whether it's been on the client side, on the industry side or on the consulting side, really looking at how do you, how do you enable change, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's been about organizational change, but, you know, a lot of the time it has been around sort of digital transformation. How do you digitally enable an organization? So when, when I came to New Vision, while I had a, a title and a role, what my real underlying sort of premise was being a change agent. So looking at the organization and seeing that there was a, you know, um, we, we'd implemented, you know, a number of digital capabilities and platforms. Um, however, they'd been done more out of a need to have those capabilities versus having an underlying strategy around how should we truly understand who our members are, how we want to engage them, and what type of value do we want to deliver to them, and how do we want to, you know, use that both for our members' uh, advantage and for ourselves so that we can be the type of organization we want to be. So so when I first started at New Vision, there was really a a lack of, you know, some early work had been done, but there was a real lack of clarity in, you know, where we were going digitally Mm -hmm. and, you know, what what we wanted to create in terms of how we wanted to create value. So I spent a lot of time working with uh, my peers across the organization. Uh, You know, whether it was, you know, folks at my level, more senior than me, uh, not, not as senior as me, Really understanding, you know, who we are as a company. And this is really, really important here, right? This is who we are as a company, you know, who our members are and how we want to uh, engage them, the type of relationship we want to have with those members. And, you know, where where we see ourselves, right? So like, like so many industries, right, within financial services, everything is increasingly commoditized. And so the real opportunity is how do you create that differentiation and what is our differentiation? And so really trying to understand, you know, how can we take our brand value proposition, our brand purpose, and actually weave that into who we are as, as an organization from, a, from an overarching strategy and how we deliver value and deliver our services. So out of that, we actually, you know, use our time and we work with it. We work with a, a really great external partner to create a, you know, to do a lot of research, a lot of, a lot of sort of investigative analysis, looking at a lot of data to really come back with a point of view in how we wanted to move ourselves towards. That's kind of where we are today. I think it's important to know, like the perspective that you're bringing here, you're, you know, you didn't come from a credit union background, but you're an agent of change or an agent of transformation. And it's this idea of transformation that 
I'm really interested in because it's not just quote unquote digital transformation. Yes, that's the technology, but it's also human transformation as well through the context of digital and the tools and the way the capabilities that we can apply this technology going forward. I'm curious, you know, every every great transformational story starts with some type of we need to do something. Um, we, we, we can't stay where we're at. What was the, we'll call it the ignition, the spark that started uh, New Vision down this journey and, and, and really said, hey, we, we got to do something. We can't just wait. We, get, we, we need to take some action going forward. What was that, if you think back? Um, you know, that's, that's a really good question. And I think that, well, I, I know that there were a couple of, forces at play here and it's not that there was you know a sudden aha moment mm-hmm. um, organizationally right they'd been sort of preemie batting around this need to carve out or craft a, a better a better new vision right from it from a digital experience perspective and i think the things that really brought it together was not, number one you know from a from a user's perspective our members right the more right. we engage with our members and we do an awful lot of you know, research with our members, right, in, in terms of, you know, understanding their needs and speaking to them, right? So we, you know, literally, you know, twice a year, we have these very, very in-depth surveys, and every month we have, you know, regular interactions. And, and what, what we noticed was this hunger for a, a better digital experience, right? And we're going back, you know, three years here, and it, it, three years doesn't sound like a long time, but it's actually, it's an eon ago in, the, in, yes. in our world. Right. So, so what we started to notice increasingly is this, you know, while there'd been, you know, some great investment in some of our capabilities, increasingly, right, there was the, why can't you be more like Amazon? Why can't you be more like Apple? Why can't you be like, you know, Uber, whatever it might have been? And, and really what that to us, what that really distilled was that people were looking for, our members were looking for something that understood them. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about personalization yet or or anything like that. What I'm talking about is when there are certain brands that when you interact with them, they make it so easy to interact with and to do business with them that you actually, you know, it's an enjoyable experience and you you forget about the interaction and you manage and you're doing what you're there to do, right? Mm -hmm. When you're shopping on Amazon, you're not worried about what you're clicking. You're focused on the shopping. Right. And so, you know, what what was missing, and I think it's still missing in many, many areas of financial services, is when you're engaging in a digital channel, right? You're for financial services, you spend a lot of time thinking about the how I'm engaging versus yes. the what you're trying to do. So so one of it was that driver from our members, right? Our customers. The second was this realization that you know, in, in, the, in the financial services space, let's say we take the, the world of, of, of fintechs, this, this kind of revolution that's been ongoing and, and continuing to speed up, there were an awful lot of change agents out there. Some of those, some of those folks are, are in it for themselves, right? They're building their own capabilities. They're going after, you know, their own parts of the value chain. Others, though, are out there offering a, a series of capabilities and services to, to places like New Vision and other financial institutions, right, to, to basically leapfrog where you are. Yes. So we, we, we realized that there were a few particular areas, and there was one in particular that we started with that we thought, if we could get this on board, we could actually help to sort of kickstart some of our thinking and some of our, our approach to, uh, 
to, to where we want to go and how we want to add value right to, to our member experiences. And, and that for us was in our, in our mortgage space, actually. Mm. You know, we, it's such a new, it, it still is, right? It was three years ago. It's, it's been, you know, as we all know, right? It's been such an important part of every financial institution's business. We, we saw that how difficult it was for our members to engage, right? And go through the application process. And here yes. you are, you know, some, one of someone, a person's most significant, you know, financial transaction or transaction in their lives and, he, you know, here we are as an organization, you know, our job is to make it as seamless and easy as possible. And, and, and really that, you know, the technology and capabilities we're using, we're throwing barrier after barrier in front of them. So we, we basically found a, a fintech partner that basically transformed that experience. And, and, and that helped align and solidify the, the thinking that this is, this is, if we can do this in one area, we, we, we should be able to do this you know, across our entire organization to rethink how we, how we engage. I think that's a key lesson. That's a key takeaway is you weren't trying to do this across the entire organization. You picked one area of massive opportunity in this particular case, mortgages. You looked at a pain point that you saw in that buying experience. In this particular case, it was the, the, the moment of truth. It was the application. And then you went and found a capability because there's a couple of options. You can either build it, you can buy it and acquire someone, or you can look for more of a collaborative opportunity. And, and that's what you did. And, and knowing the platform that you worked with, with blend, I've seen mm -hmm. they, that particular experience with blend has tested so well when we do and conduct digital secret shopping studies, I, I typically make the recommendation of like, you can build it, you can acquire it and buy it, or you can go and collaborate and partner with it. And it's typically that's that third third recommendation that I see people executing against the most because it's the fastest, it, it diversifies risk, and it creates the greatest amount of value in the shortest amount of time. When you think about that experience, the biggest win, what was the biggest win for yourself, for your team, for the organization, looking at this through the lens of collaboration not necessarily competition, because that to me is just such a growth opportunity throughout this entire industry of looking for collaboration, not just for competition. Yeah, and I, I want to actually, uh, uh, I want to want to come back to a couple of the points you you mentioned as well. But I think that the big the biggest win for us, right? So you you know when you think about let's use that word collaboration. What's really interesting, right? And you know I'm sure you've bought a house, right? Many of us have bought houses, bought multiple houses, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, the, the purchase process is highly collaborative in its very self, right? Whether it's with your, your realtor, yourself, your, uh, your, your, your lending officer, right? And, and that relationship, right, goes back and forth continually. And what, what we found is the, you know, taking that, that kind of relationship and applying it to how we've partnered with, with Blend has been absolutely essential, right? They have been a really great partner, super collaborative, and, and that, that, that partnership has sort of manifested itself in really helping us create a really, really fabulous set of experiences, right, that have helped both how our members engage with us and, and collaborate, you know, whether it's directly through a straight through digital experience or a, a, a co-browsing or a shared digital experience. Mm -hmm. and, and, and equally, it's helped us internally, organizationally, right, really see the type of value. 
So, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of, you know, collaboration, I think, you know, it's very central to who we are as an organization. And we, we've seen that really come to life with the relationship we have with Blend but also the relationship we have with our members and the relationship we've had with sort of other, you know, across our organization and different departments, really enabling us and, and, and helping us to get there. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you know, as a change agent, a transformational leader, training and education is key because things are constantly at a macro level and also at a micro level. But, you know, something's new is always coming down the pipe and, and in a, uh, a way it's almost, we have to be somewhat futurist and try to make the best predictions upon the data that we have to bring the future into the present moment so that we can make decisions accordingly. What has helped you just continuously be aware of the opportunities that are available out there to create, to capture, to collaborate together <laughs> with. Yeah. And uh, you know what, can I, can I actually, I'll, let me answer that. And I also want to go back that's tied to this. A, a little, a couple of points you said, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. On, in, in the run up to this, you know, one is that whole, you know, do you build it? Do you buy it? Do you partner? You know, if you think about building and buying, right? Uh, fraught with um, very, very building is fraught. You've you've got to have a deep bench and a big pocketbook, right? To, yes. to and a big wallet to do that. Uh, the buying equally has its own its own challenges, right? The beauty of a partnership with with you know, a, a, a provider like like the blends of the world is that you get you get the benefit uh, of all that time and money they've put into into building something, and mm -hmm. and all the partnerships they have. And so, you know, for organizations like New Vision, right, what what we do is we have to make some very strategic decisions about how we invest our money to get the right return to deliver the right type of value. So, you know, I think that the path to partnership. Is is absolutely crucial for, for decisions like that. There are places where you may, may decide to buy something or build something, and those are you know are big you know almost, it, it, at times almost sort of you know fundamental decisions. And so when you're not making those decisions, and you still need to make a lot of progress. To your point, right? We still got to make change. There's there's now more than ever. There's uh, there's more effective ways to do it. The second point you said, it, it, you know, while we do have a roadmap and a grand strategy. Right, you have to do it in bite-sized chunks. Yes. Right? By not by not doing it in bite-sized chunks, by and it you know it doesn't mean you can't do several initiatives in parallel, but you can't do everything all at once because if you do, you are setting yourself up for for failure. And you know, failure isn't just not mm. delivery of a project or an initiative. Right, Let, I really want to be clear on this. Failure is really costing costing an organization money, and and it's costing our members right you know, a, a flawed experience. So really, really focusing on in on how can you deliver value in bite-sized chunks and build up to something. You know, you may think it's going to take you longer, but the actual net result is that you actually get there faster by doing that. So that, that's just something I wanted to add, add into that. No, I think they're great points to make. And it's the bite-sized chunks, I think, to connect the dots about this idea of continuously learning and, and through a lens of yeah. looking out at the marketplace, looking out at opportunities, for collaboration, because things are changing. You can have the best roadmap, but then something changes, something, maybe it's mm -hmm. a new threat, maybe it's a new opportunity. How Absolutely. do you continuously just be aware of what's going on? Because I find a lot of times in conversations that I'm having, they're like, James Robert, 
I'm just busy. I don't have time for this. What's your take? What's your recommendation? Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's a great, that's, that's a great question. So I, I look at, I, I do this a few ways. One is, you know, I, um, I, I read as much as I can, right? I'm online, I'm searching, I'm scanning, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm always thinking about, you know, where, where we're trying to go, what's happening, where the changes are, right? I'm so, I'm, you know, professionally so interested in sort of trying to work out, you know, how does change as, 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 a, as a concept, you know, move an organization forward? How do you create the right type of environment for, for customers and for employees? It's one of the things I'm always looking at. Also, though, right, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a pretty good network of colleagues, friends, acquaintances, associates. I've been doing this for a long time across any number of industries. So, I am, you know, constantly reaching out to people, you know, whether it's like, hey, do you know any companies that do X, Y, and Z, or what's been going on here, or how have you been working here? And, and so while as much as I do my own research, you know, oftentimes the, mo the most valuable uh, insight I get or the most value I get from this is actually speaking to others, right? So yes. really, really leveraging my network, right? Really tapping into the people I know and, and you know, not being afraid to ask, you know, I, I don't believe there's any, the, the, there are no dumb questions, right? No. You're trying to understand, you know, how can I affect change? How can I move the world forward? I'm not, you know, it took me a long time to work this out, right? You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not so arrogant to know that I or think that I know everything, right? I actually come at it from the premises of I know very, very little. Uh, but what I do know, I know how to apply really, really well. So I want to find other people that are strong in the areas that I'm not or I haven't yet learned about. And I want to tap into that wisdom. And that really for me is, yeah, I do a load of reading. I do a load of research, but it's my, it's the network of folks that I know, folks like yourself, right? That I know that really become invaluable to me. It's sort of that, you know, it's the force multiplier as it were. Digital growth is a journey from good to great, but sometimes this journey can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. The good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning, collaborating, and growing together. Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the Digital Growth Insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential. Now, back to the show. The older that I get, the more that I know, the more I know that I don't know. And it's, yep. the, it's the paradox of knowledge. And it, I think once you come to that realization, and I wish it's like, I think anything, hindsight's 2020. I wish I had that realization whenever I was younger and I'm still young. Like I, you know, my, my age, if you will, like my, I'm, I'm 158. I'm going to make it to 158. If I can make it to 158, I'm going to live a, a, a really, really good life. So I'm just getting started because I'm, I'm looking at uh, that the future is so big. There's so much possibility out yeah. there that it really comes down to the mind and it, and it mm -hmm. comes down to what you know, and not just what you know, but back to your point, who you know, it's the people, it's the network, it's the community. And if we're all aligned to kind of work together competition starts to go away collaboration becomes that next natural norm the operating model but at the same time you can know but then you also have to create space and time to just simply think and as a digital leader it's so easy to get sucked in to 
the technology. Like I've gotten to the point now to where I will literally do digital detoxes Mm -hmm. and I will step away. Like I have a working cadence. Now I take what I call a me day every other Friday. So every other Friday I have a three day weekend. And a lot of that is a digital detox to where Mm -hmm. I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on social media. I have taken my internet browser off my phone. I have no email. I, I have a dumb smartphone at this point because I have found that it's just so easy to kind of like fall back on old patterns. You got to like change the environment, but by doing so I get downloads, man, from like, I don't know, the super conscious mind or something or the subconscious it starts to bubble up because I'm just thinking differently as a digital leader. How important is that for you? And what's your methodology to create space and time, not just to do or to, to, to learn, but also just to simply create space to think. Great question. You know, and it took me half a lifetime to work that out. Uh, I, you know, I was a workaholic, uh, you know, when I first started my career, crazy workaholic. And then I realized one day uh, I had to work in a different way. And so I am very much into that, you know, the detox, the switching off, finding time for yourself. And so so I do do this a few different ways. Um, You know, one is... um, I like to run, right? And so to your point, right, how the universe will suddenly speak to you about stuff. Yeah. I've, I've often found that on my runs, right, all of a sudden, all, all the thoughts I've had, you know, suddenly coalesce and I'm like, okay, I have an idea. Yeah. Or, this is the solution to the problem. Or why can't we do this, right? So all of a sudden, it's sort of like, it's this, this creative energy, right? Yeah. This drive, this drive to change, you know, as you're like, you know, pounding the street, it's absolutely exhausted. And all of a sudden I get this spark. And that, that for me is a big deal, right? You know, I, I get very antsy when I can't run and things like that. And, and it, sometimes it's not just because from a fitness perspective, it's just because it's how I organize and sort out my mind, right? And that, that, that's a big deal for me. Now, the, the other way though, the other way I do this is kind of almost the absolute opposite of running, right? It's, it's my indulgence, right? But it's my indulgence in a way of being, I think, creative in a very visceral and tangible way. So I love cooking. I love, I mean, I love it. I do all the cooking in our household. So I love to cook and I I find cooking a very, you know, we live in the world of the intangible, right? Yes. And so for me, cooking becomes this incredibly visceral experience, right? That allows me to truly unhook. You know, I don't know if I'm a good cook or not, but I can tell you, I have to put all of my thoughts and all of my energy into doing something well when I'm cooking. And therefore, I don't think about anything else. Right. And that helps me a lot as well. It helps me sort of just, you know, doing something for people that you love and care about, right? Yeah. And, and really, really sort of being part of that. So that, that that's a big thing. Those, those are my two other ways. You know, I, I have a couple, I love whiskey and wine. And so, you know, I'm avidly researching and collecting those two things, those two areas. So, you know, that's another area that sort of deals into my whole, I like to research, right? I can't help that part of myself, but that's a way of researching without, uh, you know, without thinking about work. It's a, it's, it's a more of a, a different pursuit there. I love it. I love it. The running and I'm, I'm a runner right there with you. And yep. I can vividly remember two instances. One was in Costa Rica and I wasn't running, but I was sitting in like the, they had like a hot cold therapy at the hotel and I was doing hot cold therapy and I'm looking over the canopy of the jungle. And like, I literally got a download for how to write banking on digital growth. It was it's an experience I'm always going to remember. And then the same thing happened last summer 
I was in Galveston, which is outside of Houston. It's the beach. And I was running in Galveston. We were there. It was the 4th of July week and family vacation. And I'm running. And I get this other download that really kind of inspired the outline for Banking on Change that I'm writing now. And it's just these little things that you're like, wow, we probably need to do more of that. And like you, I mean, I was, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, if not more for the first 10 years of, of my career to the point that it almost cost me a marriage. And I'm like, yeah, let's not do that again. But I found the more that I disconnect, it's, it's a, it's a paradox. The mm-hmm. more I disconnect and reconnect with those around me. And then also back into, you know, just other things personally, the more that I'm being inspired from like ideas, insights that I don't think would be possible. So I'm curious, uh, just personally, since you're, you know, uh, cooking and I love food, what, what's, what's, what's something good that you've cooked recently? So, uh, yeah, I, I launched myself it was last night, actually, a little bit of a project. Uh, I recently got this book, uh, Italian American, uh-huh. this, this couple right from, I think from New York. So they had a recipe in there, which was this stuffed rigatoni in a sort of red pepper, onion, tomato sauce. So, you know, I set about the project, you know, made it. It's absolutely delicious, but it was a project. I mean, it was literally, you know, what, what I underestimated was how difficult it was to stuff the rigatoni right. you know, with, 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 a, with a sausage meat that I had to sort of put together. But I, but I made it. It's been delicious. Uh, it's, yeah. So that, that was my last one. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll go through the, the, the process of, you know, either, going through a series of cookbooks and copying recipes from that or using recipes from that or just going off and saying, oh, I want to make this. and Let me see how I can throw it together. But, you know, the neat thing about food, and, and, and for me, it's just my wife and I, we love to eat. We love to eat good food, which is why I have to yep. run as much as I have to run yeah, on, the, on, the, on the opposite <laughs> side of the spectrum. But whiskey, wine, I'm right there with you. Yep. Food, whiskey, wine, it brings people together. Running brings people together, marathons. And I think when you think about the, the idea of digital growth being a journey, it's a journey from good to great, but it's a journey you cannot do alone. It requires a, a team effort collaboratively internally across the organization. What have you done to help get buy-in alignment connections with others so that you're committing to move forward together? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so that's that's a, that that that's a, that's a really good question. And so the the concept of like it's a team effort, right, is really central to how I I work. It is mm. how because you can't accomplish anything, you know, in in what we're trying to do without without the team. And that that really is uh, you know an important component for me. So so the way the way so look, the way the way that I've sort of tried to do this is. You know, through a, it, it's not about command and control. It's really about a collaboration and a partnership. So it's sitting down with my peers. You know, it's spending time going through discussing and understanding what their needs are, understanding, you know, how they interact with our members and what their needs are to deliver those types of experiences. It's understanding what their frustrations are. It's understanding, you know, how they're working within the organization, where they're trying to get to. And, and actually framing a, a, an approach and a direction that helps them be successful, right? So, right. so whether, it, whether, whether it's, it's a, you know, we have challenges getting our pre-approved offers out to our members and therefore our members are frustrated, or, you know, we have challenges in how we're automating a set of experiences 
that enable our back office to work more effectively. It's really sort of sitting down and not coming at it from my, any dogma. It's not, it's not saying, oh, well, I have the answer for you. This is what we're going to do. Right. Yes. It's saying, it, it's saying, right. Because, because you know, it's, it, you, you meet resistance that way, right. What, what right. we're trying to do, right. Ch- change has got to start with, you know, it's not just about coming along and saying, you're going to do this and this is how it's going to work because I don't necessarily know how something's going to work. But what no. I do know is there's, there's better ways of doing things. And I think one of the, the um, advantages I have by not, you know, having had a career, let's say, in financial services is I get to ask the most obvious questions. Sure. I, I get to say, so why do we do it this way? How, what, what led to that? And that, that then allows me to really understand where folks are coming from. And then mm. that allows me to come back with the sort of the, the, the have we considered this, right? And, and, and can we try this together? So, it, you know, the, the real simple thing is here, it's about the, the way I've sort of tried to do this is, Ask a lot of questions, be super collaborative, and, and show, show how you can make the experience better than it was before, right? while at the same time empowering those you're working with. Yes. So, you know, everyone wants to feel that, you know, they're not being disenfranchised in some way, right? So if you can help someone understand, look, if we were to automate this process, you can move from being someone who is moving a piece of paper from A to B to becoming a subject matter expert in this area. Or if we can now have our members easily accept their pre-approvals, you can now spend more time developing a relationship with a member that furthers you know, their, their connection to, to us and helps them meet their needs. So it's really helping our you know, it, it's really about trying to work out how you can help those who are impacted actually get to a better place. And through that, you get the buy-in. At least that's how I've seen it work for me. And I think that's key. And I've seen the same thing for financial brands in the program. People will fight and they will resist change. Change typically that also comes from the outside, but they will support, almost 100% support transformation mm-hmm. that comes from within and that they had a role in helping to shape and form. And a lot of that comes by just getting good at asking some really good questions to help others, you know, see what, once again, they cannot see. Speaking about seeing things that we can't see just yet, I want to leap ahead in your mind and just do a little future thinking, future visioning. Let's leap out well, two years, two years, two years into the future, you're in a really good place. New visions in a really good place. Thinking about the progress that you've made so far, but also looking ahead, leaping ahead and looking back to this conversation. What is just one thing that you would like to see happen to continue to, to, to make progress, to move forward and, and ultimately just achieve and success in just your own journey of growth here? That's a good question. So I, you know, from me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one word, and I'm gonna sort of explain why why this is the case, right? So, and then we just do a little bit of context here. I, I think over the next couple of years, right, we're gonna get in place most of the foundational uh, aspects of our of our digital transformation that we're going through, changing our organization to deliver the right type of value to our members and and to ourselves, right, at, at the baseline. And then the next step is really gonna take courage, right, because the mm. courage here is about what comes next, right? Yes. How do we move beyond some of the, the, the sort of the, the, the obvious experiences that we've been trying to do? And for me, what that looks like is about 
how do we move beyond a transactional experience and relationship with our members and move it to something that's a lot more relational? And, you know, when you think about where uh, capabilities are going, the ability for a digital channel to understand a member, a customer in a way, in a, in a way that is consistent and meaningful, that is, is sometimes more powerful than an, even an individual can. And how you bring that to life, I think, is going to be really where I see you know, the, the future and the opportunity for us is how do we take that to the next level? That's a great point. And I know that um, you also, when we were preparing for this, you also had a question for me, which I thought would be fun to do a little bit mm -hmm. of dialoguing around as we get yep. ready to wrap up here, Baron. And so that question that you asked me, because uh, I know it's going to help the dear listener, because it's one that I've been asked before. What is one question or what one question does a brand need to ask itself as it embarks on a digital transformation journey. Can you provide some context? And then I'll give you some my my thinking to answer this question. And I, I love turning the tables like this. So yeah, no, no, that's fine. So I have, and um, this is beyond before, you know, out, let's say outside of New Fisher, right? I, I've worked, I've been fortunate enough where I've worked in automotive, I've worked in, uh, uh, in, in, you know, in uh, pharmaceuticals and biopharmaceuticals, et cetera. And there, there have been times where I've worked on sort of you know, pretty large, uh, you know, different phases in my career, different, very significant initiatives. And, and when, you, when you try and get to the crux of the, the uh, why are you doing this, uh, the, you actually see the answer not answered correctly. Mm. Right? It's, it, you don't get the answer. It's for the wrong reasons. And so what, what I've tried to learn over time is how do you align um, what you're trying to do with the why you're trying to do it. And so for me, right, the answer is always go back to, I think some of the earlier things we were talking about, go back to what is your purpose? Yes. Go back. I, I'm a big believer in, is it Simon Sinek, right? And yep. the why, understand your why. And if you can truly describe your why, that helps you determine what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. And so, I think that not enough places do that. So let me expand upon that thinking, because I think there's a lot of alignment, which is why I want to get your context here yep. to give you my perspective of this. Uh, real time, right now we're doing a diagnostic study for a financial brand who's been in the program. They've gone through some training. They have some clarity into what the, the, the future possibilities could be, but then they're, they're, they're needing to get some objective outside opinion. And the question that I'm asking, and this is being surveyed to about 30 people, why should I open an account at your financial brand? And it's the same answer I see. And I've, we've, I've got probably data points now on close to 3000 people. It's the same thing over and over again. We have great rates. We have amazing service to like distill that down. And I'm like, that's not compelling enough. It's, it's, the commodity. it's a commodity. Exactly. It's the commoditization yeah. that you were talking about before. Yeah. And so back to your, your question is uh, what one question does a brand need to ask itself when it embarks on a digital transformation journey? And my thinking is this, it's the why it's why do you want to go down this path in the first place? More importantly, what's hurting you? Or what pain are you trying to resolve? And I think even deeper into that, it's almost like the five whys. Like, you know, someone answers, well, why? 
well, then why? And then why? And then you keep going down. And I'm looking at this from like a pain perspective. What's hurting you? What pain are you trying to resolve? And more importantly, is it your own pain internally or is it the pain of your customer, your member, your account holder. I think if we can lean into that, and that's where I've taken like the thinking of of Simon Sinek with his whole golden circle, I've optimized that just a little bit to where he he talks about this is why you do do what you do, this is what you do, this is how you do it. But I think he he forgot something in there critical. To, it's the who. The who who are we doing this for? Because if you can answer this is why we do what we do, and then this is who we're doing it for, that gives you even that much more clarity into the what and the how to align it back to the who, which then ultimately helps you to fulfill the why a bit of a philosophical ideal but i think once again we if we don't know who the who is or who the ideal account holder is then we just risk going down this exercise of of transformation ending up in commoditization well but and i agree with you and so i've i've seen this brought to life not in financial services but in a different industry where we went through this exercise and i i can honestly say that while it was difficult and painful. It was pretty transformative for the business. Mm. And they're they're now reaping some very significant benefits uh, with this. And they they went through this. So it it is, I couldn't agree with you more that understanding your why, which is basically, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Who am I trying to do this for? Getting that right becomes central to to being, giving you a chance of success, really, what is what it's about. It is. And, and, and I, and I want to, uh, you know, come back to that point. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Are they going to be hard conversations? Yes. It's going to be tough. It's going to be painful. And, but you use this word here before you said courage, when you were looking out at the future, I think those that have the courage to have these conversations come out on the other side with far more clarity then the vast majority of their peers have. And it's that increased clarity that leads to increased courage that allows them as an organization to move forward in lockstep with confidence to create the future that they best see for themselves, their organization. But it's also a future that they will create value for their members, their account holders going forward. Baron, this has been a lot of fun. Let me ask you, you know, to send off the dear listener with, with a little bit more clarity, something practical, all transformation that leads to future growth starts with something small. What's one small recommendation that you would make for the dear listener that they can apply so that they can move forward on their own journey of growth with confidence? What would one small, simple thing be that they could do next? Start with the user. You've got to be selfless. You've got to understand who are my users? What do they need? What are their challenges? And let that be your driver. It's not about you and your organization. It's about, you know, we only exist because of our customers. We can call yes. them members, whatever, right? But, but nothing exists without a customer, right? So start with them. Understand what they need and what their problems are, what their challenges are, what their desires are. And then you have, a, you have a fighting chance. Start with the user. Put people at the center of your thinking but people the center of your doing to quote Ryan holiday ego is the enemy. And if we can die to ourselves and really, I mean, this is, this is empathy to the, to its finest. When we put the needs, the, the hopes, the dreams of others 
and we just help, you know, play that role of the helpful guide. There's so much good that we can do. And to, to back to your point, go beyond the transaction and put the transformation of people at, at the heart of our organizations. Baron, this has been a great conversation. Congratulations on all the success that you've made on your own journey of growth. If someone wants to continue the dialogue, the discussion that we've had, what's the best way for them just to reach out, say hello and connect with you? Yeah, please. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Baron Conway. It's straight there. Uh, you can reach out to me on my uh, work email. That's absolutely fine, which is baron.conway at newvisioncu.org. Or actually personally, hit me up on baronconway at gmail.com. So all nice and easy ways to get hold of me. Connect with Baron. Learn from Baron. Baron, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Great, great conversation. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Banking on Digital Growth. I appreciate it. Thank you, James. It's been a privilege. Thank you very, very much. As always, and until next time, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights, along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.